0: All right,
1: let's get started. Uh, my name is Alan C. I'm the CEO of New Kingdom Entertainment. I'm not the smartest person in the world. I don't know everything, but I do know a lot of things. Uh, so... This is my podcast. Be quiet, grown folks. Is talking. Uh, I'm definitely a work in progress. Um, I don't. Uh, I wasn't really prepared to do this segment, but I felt like I needed to do it right away because things I'm about to talk about just happened, and you know, I didn't want to admit that. Uh, Joe Biden and Democrats were no better than the Republicans. Uh, I know Biden is better than than Trump, but that's a very low bar. That's a very low bar, and that's why I I, I don't take up for Biden. I don't, I don't uh, uh, justify anything that he he's done, and I'm definitely not justifying anything he's doing because what he's just done is uh. It's mad foul. Uh, I see all these. Like I, I listen to uh, uh, all media. Like I say, sometimes I tell people I I have too much information, and sometimes that can be a problem, because you know you have to disconcert what what information is is legitimate and what's not, and when you have so much, that can be a, be a hard task sometimes. So. I've been hearing all the time, like uh, like I said, I listen to T, T uh, the Young Turks, I listen to CSNBC, I listen to CNN, I listen to CNN I listen, I even listen to Fox sometimes because I need to have all the information, as much information as, as possible, so I know what's true and what's not true. Because it is a fact now, and, and I mean I've established it as a fact that mainstream media uh, is just as foul as as uh, liberal media and, and conservative media, they both foul. They both lie. They both uh, manipulate stories and situations to suit their agenda. The only difference between Democrats and Republicans is on the social issues because when it comes to issues of finance, there's no difference in between them because the same people that are putting money in Republican pockets are the same people putting money in Democrat pockets. So when it comes to economic issues, Democrats are going to vote. They're going to act like Republicans. They're going to do the same shit. But the only thing is they're going to try to sugarcoat it. They're going to try to make themselves look better because they're better on social issues. You know, they, they respect LGBT situations. they, respect black people to a certain extent you know they they don't want to see cops killing on all black men and 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 they don't want to see kids starving they don't want to see women not being able to get abortion and stuff like that but when it comes right down to it they really don't give a damn they only don't care about it because they know it makes them look better so they think they can have the, the the higher moral ground that's what i'm coming to realize and the reason why I didn't want to accept the fact that there was wasn't much difference between the two parties and that Biden was foul and still is was foul and still is foul is because then what alternative we have? what alternative do we have uh if both parties are are foul and we don't have a third party like we keep talking about it we but we don't do it, and we're not doing it now we're not looking. For third-party candidates we're not looking for the people that have our best interest in heart and and you know you got a lot of these clowns these these Negro, negro splainers negro splainers that be talking about how democrats ain't never done nothing for us but neither has republicans republicans ain't done shit for us either so ain't neither one of them done much for us so why are we still voting for either one of them I get that. I get when people say that. But I understand the fact that we have to vote. We have to find somebody that's going to have our best interest in how and vote for them. And we have to all we we have to all get on the same page because that's our problem. We we can't come together on nothing. You know, we always got one or two people that want to jump out the window and think they want to talk for all black people. But but they don't. But we need to find somebody. That actually does talk for all black people, that or, or a group of people, actually, that talks for, for black people. We don't have that. You know, I, I thought that, that we could go with progressives, the progressive wing of, of the Democrats, because they are closer to having our interests at heart. But then I find out right now, because what's going on right now, ain't nobody coming out and saying, What a shit deal, this deal that Biden just put together. A deal that he didn't have to bake, and like it's 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 insane. nobody's saying nothing about it. Like nobody, you got clowns that are that are that are promoting it and 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 and, and talking about it's so a win, and I don't understand that because the Democrats didn't get nothing, the Republicans got everything, and the only people that got 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 F, got shitted on is us, the regular people, because they took money from us. To give to the rich. When they give, when they cut services like Medicare, Medicaid, and food stamps and, and sick leave, you know, all those things that benefit ordinary people, they do it so they can give the money that's saved on those things, so they can give that money to the rich by giving them tax breaks. That's what's going on. And they're crying about welfare for regular people, but they don't care about welfare for corporations. Corporations rule this country because the Supreme Court had made, has ruled, made rulings that allow the corporations to run this country. So we're not a democracy. We're not even a republic. We're supposed to be a republic democracy, but we're not. We're oligarchy. The people who have money are the people who run this country. Of course, they run this country and they run this world, But but That You know, the American dream, you know, is, is, is that America is America. It is a dream. It's a beautiful lie because there's no justice here. There's no democracy here. It's just not. But if we get together and stand together, we can make this country live up to its ideals. Now I'm about to play this, this, uh, uh, video of, uh, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence, uh, uh, Lawrence O'Brien, uh, his show, uh, and I had a lot of respect for this man at, at one, at one point, but I'm sitting here watching this show last night and I'm seeing, I thought when I was watching it, he was lying. But then when I, 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 I I knew it was, he was lying because I watched Jake on, on young Turks. And he broke it all down and he and he repeated the fact that he said that this is what they were going to do. They never was going to going to let the debt break the debt limit because that would affect everybody. That would affect Republicans pockets that would affect Democrats pockets. So they was never going to hit the debt ceiling. They were never going to do that. And the reason why they was never going to do it, because even if the Republicans didn't vote, to 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 extend it biden could do it on his own he didn't need the republicans he didn't he didn't need to negotiate with them and give away all that he gave them he didn't need to do that the only reason why he did it is cuz he wanted it so and then you got this clown i'm going to call Lawrence a clown because right now he's clowning cuz i he's a smart man i know he knows better than what he's about to say on his in his video he knows it's not a win and it, the democrats did not win and, and 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 they didn't want to win. Biden didn't want to win. He wanted to give them cuts. He wanted to do exactly what the Republicans wanted to do. That's why he allowed it. That's why he negotiated and he allowed them, gave them all all that, that he even gave them more than they asked for. So that tells you right there. Like he's talking about because so many Democrats voted for this bullshit that that made it a win. No. That just shows how everybody's corrupt. This whole, this whole country is corrupt. The Congress is corrupt. The Supreme Court is corrupt. Our, judiciary, our uh, 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 executive branch is corrupt. Straight from the president. They said the, 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 the rot is from the head. The fish rots from the head. And, and, and it's a fact. Now listen to this guy and, and, and it's sad that everything he's saying, almost everything he's saying is a lie. It's sad. But this is where we're at. Uh, Listen to this video, and then I'll opine on it afterwards.
2: Well, if you're wondering who won the debt ceiling deal, the proof is in the vote in the House of Representatives. The total vote was 314 in favor, 117 opposed. 165 Democrats voted for it. 149 Republicans voted for it. 71 Republicans voted against it, and only 46 Democrats voted against it. More Democrats supported this bill than Republicans because this was a win for Democrats. That's what it was. The House of Representatives voted not just to raise the debt ceiling, But to actually eliminate the debt ceiling for two years, for the rest of President Biden's first term, for the rest of this congressional term, the Democrats will not have to face the debt ceiling again before they face another election. This was not an easy thing to achieve. The Republicans could have insisted on only a six-month extension on the debt ceiling, one year. So that they could come back one year from now and pound Joe Biden again in a negotiation like this. But Kevin McCarthy gave up because Kevin McCarthy did not want to come back to that room. Kevin McCarthy did not want to be in another highly pressurized debt ceiling negotiation again. And so Kevin McCarthy gave President Biden two full years on the debt ceiling. That is an outcome that was almost unimaginable even a week ago. And it is the proof, once again, that to govern is to choose, and the choices are never easy. Governing is a job for serious people. There is a certain range of predictability to governing when serious people are involved. Bob Dole was a serious person. He was the Republican leader of the United States Senate for nine and a half years, serving as the minority leader and the majority leader. He never allowed any gamesmanship over the debt ceiling, never. He cooperated with Democratic presidents and Republican presidents, Democratic majority leaders in the Senate to make sure that they could get debt ceiling increases without even requiring a 60-vote threshold in the Senate. That is unthinkable today, because the Republicans in Congress mostly behave like Logan Roy's spoiled children. You are not serious people. Joe Biden would love to have had that Logan Roy moment with Republicans. Democrats would love to have that moment. But Joe Biden can't do that. He can't walk out of the room like that because Republicans control the House of Representatives. And so Joe Biden had to negotiate a debt ceiling agreement with a Republican Speaker of the House.
0: I want to support the legislation that is on the floor today and that I support it without hesitation, reservation, or trepidation not because it's perfect, but in divided government, we, of course, cannot allow the perfect to be the enemy of the good. And President Biden did an incredibly good job under difficult circumstances in protecting some key priorities and values for the well-being of the American people.
1: The
2: Democratic leader of the House representatives, Hakeem Jeffries, is one of the serious people who knows how to govern. Some of his Democratic members of the House who voted against the bill and some Democratic senators who will probably vote against the bill are playing an important part in the ongoing legislative drama in the House of Representatives and in the Senate. Throughout his negotiations with Kevin McCarthy, President Biden had to repeatedly say things like, I won't be able to get enough Democrats to support that item. And Kevin McCarthy had to repeatedly say, I won't be able to get enough Republicans to support that item. And so tonight, Democrats voting against the bill were actually strengthening Joe Biden's credibility in future negotiations with Kevin McCarthy. And Republicans voting against the bill were strengthening Kevin McCarthy's credibility in future negotiations. So everyone involved, people voting yes, people voting no, everyone involved is actually playing their part in solving this debt ceiling crisis in Congress, very much including the Democrats who are voting against the bill, each of whom really would vote for it if passing the bill actually required their individual vote because... The Democrats are the responsibility party. In governing, Democrats act responsibly, and Republicans act irresponsibly. The pattern has been set for years now. It was true before Donald Trump, when Republican President George W. Bush came into office and he had a $1 trillion surplus handed to him after the Democratic presidency of Bill Clinton. George W. Bush immediately wiped out the budget surplus with a gigantic tax cut, which fed the deficit and increased the national debt, and of course, eventually required an increase in the debt ceiling, which Democrats did not try to block. Serious, high-stakes negotiations often include inconsistent statements. In some situations, they might be called lies. Many striking labor unions have at times accepted provisions in their new labor contract that they eventually agreed to that they insisted they would never accept. That is the way negotiations work. You use the strongest possible language for as long as you can, and then you adjust. Joe Biden's most vivid apparent inconsistency which was actually always just a negotiating position, was Joe Biden insisting for months that he would not negotiate. That turned out to be an extremely important negotiating tactic because the very first big victory Kevin McCarthy reported to his members and was still insisting last week was a major victory when he unveiled this agreement— was the very fact that Joe Biden agreed to negotiate after saying that he wouldn't. The Republicans scored Joe Biden negotiating as a win. They scored it as a win, simply getting in the room to negotiate with the president of the United States. The only negotiators who think being allowed to negotiate is a victory are the losers. When you listen to Republicans who are opposed to the bill, What you will not hear from any of them is how they would have forced Joe Biden to compromise more with Republicans. Same thing with Democrats who will vote against this bill. The most they will say is something general like, I think Democrats could have gotten a better deal in the negotiations. None of those people have ever been in such a negotiation and none of them will ever give you an example of how they could obtain a better agreement with Kevin McCarthy. And they will never be pressed by interviewers on that point. The new Republican rule now, when voting for a bill that Joe Biden negotiated and supports, is to stress the very craziest Republican ideas that you support that will never happen. That is what Marjorie Taylor Greene did today when announcing that she was voting not just to increase the debt ceiling, but to actually eliminate it for two years, something she said she would never do. She camouflaged her vote announcement on Twitter with a stream of madness, saying, once we pass the debt ceiling bill, these are just a few of the things House Republicans will be able to do in appropriations to take down the deep state. Punish Dr. Fauci, Peter Strzok, James Comey and John Brennan by defunding their retirements terminate all government-funded COVID vaccine programs, disband the 87,000 IRS Army, take down Biden's domestic terror units in the FBI, DOJ, and Homeland Security that target conservatives, punish everyone mentioned in the Durham report for pushing the Trump-Russia hoax, cut funding for all Green New Deal projects, defund sanctuary cities, cancel funding for the FBI's new headquarters in Virginia, defund ATF programs that violate the Second Amendment, hold FISA courts accountable for spying on over 278 thousand Americans. None of those things will happen. Even Marjorie Taylor Greene knows that none of those things would hap- will happen. But on a day when she is caving and voting for an ag- agreement negotiating, negotiated by Joe Biden, the kind of thing she said she'd never vote for, she has to camouflage that moment with all that Republican craziness, the crazy stuff that will never happen. That's what At least one, that's what one of the least serious Republicans in history, Marjorie Taylor Greene, had to say. That's what she felt she must say in order to cast a vote today with the Republican leadership, a traditional Republican kind of vote, the kind of thing that Marjorie Taylor Greene and the Donald Trump types called a rhino vote. The reason many of us were worried about this debt ceiling confrontation is that House Republicans appeared to be something much worse than unserious people. They appeared to be utterly deranged when it comes to governing. And it seemed as though many of them were willing to default on the debt. That has never been the case before. We were never worried before that Republicans would default on the debt. When President Obama was in office, Republicans knew that they had to avoid a default on the debt. So we all knew there would be some kind of solution worked out with the Republican Speaker of the House, John Boehner, and there was. It was a compromise in which, at the time, President Obama was forced to give up much more to Republican Speaker of the House, John Boehner, who was measurably better at his job than Kevin McCarthy, who got next to nothing in these negotiations from Joe Biden. This was constantly portrayed including by me, as Kevin McCarthy using the debt ceiling to force Joe Biden to compromise. But last week, I finally began to see it for what it really turned out to be, which was Joe Biden using the debt ceiling to force Kevin McCarthy to compromise. And what we discovered in this negotiation and what all of the Republicans discovered, including Marjorie Taylor Greene, is that Republicans are afraid of defaulting on the debt which is very rational. We did not know that until the end of these negotiations. And that is why Joe Biden was able to get such a favorable agreement, because Kevin McCarthy knew that in the end, he could not allow a default on the debt. And even Marjorie Taylor Greene knew that. So this claim that they had taken the debt hostage, Kevin McCarthy knew was never true, because he couldn't keep that hostage. He was going to have to make sure there was a deal on the debt ceiling. Joe Biden took advantage of the Republicans' very rational fear of defaulting on the debt to come to an agreement with Kevin McCarthy that is much better than the kind of budget agreement the president would have been able to get in September when the budget must be renewed and passed by Congress or there will be a government shutdown. Republicans do not fear government shutdowns. They've been there, done that. It was a team effort to force Kevin McCarthy right now to accept this agreement. Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffries secretly started a parliamentary process called a discharge petition in the house of representatives in january that shocked republicans when they discovered how well developed procedurally the democrats discharge petition was in may when hakeem jeffries revealed the strategy of using the discharge petition to in effect seize control of the house floor from republicans and get a vote on a clean debt ceiling bill. All 213 Democrats in the House signed their names to that discharge petition, and it apparently scared Republicans into thinking that it just might work.
0: Democrats signed a discharge petition that they can release a clean debt ceiling bill, and they only need a handful of Republicans.
2: The Democrats needed five Republicans to sign that discharge petition, and they could pass it. The Democrats were trying to find those five Republicans, and the Republicans were very afraid that they would find those five Republicans, and that put all the more pressure on Kevin McCarthy to reach a deal with Joe Biden, the kind of deal Kevin McCarthy said he would never make. Joe Biden is the most experienced president who has ever had to negotiate a debt ceiling bill. Negotiating on the debt ceiling is a 21st century phenomenon that only two presidents have really had to do, President Obama and President Biden at the president's side throughout this negotiation was his highly respected director of the office of management and budget Shalanda Young who previously worked on the appropriations committee in the house of representatives where she earned respect and credibility with republicans including kevin mccarthy also on the president's side in these negotiations was gene sperling who first worked on economic policy in the white house under president bill clinton 30 years ago he also served in the obama white house same with Steve Rashetti, who began his White House service 30 years ago in the Clinton White House, where he was involved in every legislative action on the Clinton agenda. Steve Rashetti also served in the Obama Biden administration and is now Deputy White House Chief of Staff in the Biden Harris administration. The president and his negotiating team are serious people. And Hakeem Jeffries is right. They did an incredibly good job.
0: And I'm thankful for the leadership of President Joe Biden in avoiding a catastrophic default. I'm thankful for the leadership of President Joe Biden in finding our way to an agreement that will avoid a hostage-taking situation for the balance of the 118th Congress. And I'm thankful for the leadership of President Joe Biden and House Democrats who protected Social Security protected Medicare, protected Medicaid, protected veterans' benefits, protected education, protected public safety, and protected the American people from the draconian 22% across-the-board cuts that House Republicans were trying to visit on everyday Americans. And as a result of that effort, that leadership of President Joe Biden, we're going to be able to get through this hostage-taking situation and ensure that we can continue to build an economy that works for everyday Americans. All
1: right. Uh I suspect a lot of y'all didn't even watch all of that and probably not gonna watch all of this. But I'm going to say what I have to say anyway, what needs to be said because ain't nobody else saying it. Uh, Basically, all that whole video was bullshit. Uh, It had some truth in it, but most of it wasn't. Uh, There was no... There was no catastrophe getting ready to happen. They were never going to not raise the debt ceiling. That was never going to happen. This was all a game. And just like he he said, if you was listening to him, he he said what was going on. He said it was a drama. It was a play. This was a game that they were playing. And all you need to know is they could have took care of this back in December before Congress changed, before the Republicans got control of Congress, they could have took care of this debt ceiling nonsense and a whole bunch of other shit. They could have did something for black pe- folks. Something just for black folks. Because, you know, I heard Umar say that, and I was kind of like, you know, eh, why do we have to do something just for black folks? Why can't they do something for everybody and, and we benefit from it, which is what should happen is what what's supposed to be happening. But now I'm like him. When they're going to fuck, when do the government, I don't care if it's Republicans or Democrats, going to do something just for black folks because they have done things recently just for other minorities and, and, you know, other people. You know, it's like that thing where everybody's got reparation but black people, everybody's been made whole, everybody's situation has been made better from the government, except for black folks and and I don't understand how they they still try to justify that and it's not just the Republicans, it's the Democrats too they don't they don't give up they don't give up they don't care about us at all at all they they care about our votes, they'll do things and say things just to get our votes and that's what I tried to, to explain to my when they was talking about that iced tea thing. Like, yeah, uh, Donald Trump said a whole lot of things, told him he was going to do a whole lot of shit, but he was never going to do that. And that's what the Democrats are doing. They was, they're saying a whole lot of good shit. Like like Biden came into office and, 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 and got into office saying he was going to do all this stuff. And he put all these, these, these bills out. He tried to get all these bills passed and everything like that. But he knew that it wasn't going to happen. And he never intended on doing all that he said. He just wanted to do enough to make sure he got elected and continue to 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 perpetrate the fraud to 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 make sure he gets reelected because that's what this move was about too. It was about being reelected because the only thing that was accomplished in this negotiation was that he doesn't have to deal with this again in his in his first term. He won't have to deal with this nonsense with this nonsense again. But guess what? He never had to deal with it to begin with. So that tells you right there that this all was a game. He was playing the long game. See, like, we we don't understand. Like, like we we are putting a place to see that's what I uh try to tell people. You know, there's some of us that's making us doing well, but this this system in this country is not designed for us to get anything, to have anything, to do anything. So whenever we make little gains they make sure they they pull us back they hold us back like they keep pulling pull us in um who are, uh um, oh boy Dirk just made a new song and 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 the hook on the song is like you know uh, uh I don't remember the exact words to it but basically saying like they be trying to hold me down forever and And I'm still and i'm still I still made it out of here, even though they be, was trying to hold me down. I still made that it's It's amazing when we accomplish anything in this in this country, because it's not designed for us to do to have anything or we'll do anything. We were not anybody was never supposed to be anybody and if and if most if a, a majority a good one third of this country, if they had their way. We would be slaves. You need to believe that. They they would rather <clears throat> see they want to stop. That's a, that's another reason why they, they, they don't want immigrants here. Because they want us working them damn jobs. They want us out in the fields. They want us picking cotton, pulling tobacco, harvesting tomatoes, apples, oranges, washing dishes in the back of a restaurant somewhere. So I say all that to say, the bottom line is, this was all a game. And the American people, and especially black people, as always, lost. We got, we got it up the rear without no grease. You know, I hate to say it, because that's basically what happened right in front of our faces. And we don't even understand and don't even know, because we got people like Hakeem Jeffries that's down with this. And I, I I feel like all the every single one of them, even the squad, like Ortega or Tessa or whatever her name is from the Bronx, she's down because I don't hear her saying nothing about it. I don't hear her saying nothing about how foul it is. Now I don't know if they actually passed. I think they have passed it in 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 um in the uh, in the representatives and in and 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 they need to, it now needs to be passed in the Senate. And they passed it in the House and, and it has to be passed in the Senate. And I guess that's what they wait until after it really actually happens that they're going to say, but it's happening. It's going to happen because it's the best deal for corporate America, for, for, for politicians, for the people, you know, get some more money in their war chest so they can get reelected because that's all it's about. That's all these politicians care about is getting money to run the campaign to stay in office, to stay in power, to get reelected. They don't give a damn about me and you, and that's not just Republicans, that's Democrats too. That's the bottom line, it's Democrats too. And I never really like, really willing to, to grasp that, really, really grasp that and, and, and say, well, it's just some Democrats. But it looks like, it's right now, it's looking like it's all of them. It looks like people say have the best intentions when they run for office, but once they get in power, they change. And they, they say, you know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And, 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 you know, they say money don't change you, power don't change you, but it reveals who you really are. It reveals who you really are because money just allows you to be exactly who you really are. That being said, man, uh, I'm gonna let your folks go. I say, just take care of yourself. Be careful, because this this world is getting crazy and crazier, and and we have to be aware of what's really going on. And my eyes are so wide open now, man. It, we need a third party. We we need a third party, a real third party, and 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 we just don't need no more politicians. We need some real people that's really gonna do the right thing, and I know it. You know, and, and in my mind, I just know that it's it's going to be hard finding these people. You know, it's going to be hard. I wish I was younger, man. I wish I had gotten to politics and, and this kind of civic things a lot earlier in my life. But but I'm going to do what I can while I'm still here. And that's keep people aware of what's going on. That's being said, y'all have a good day. I'm out.